0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Mark, the fourth uh, chapter, and we're going to read from verse number nine. I'm going to... Read out of the amplified Bible. The last time that I was with you, we were trying to get to this place, and then we'll uh, uh, we'll allow the Lord to go from the Lord allow to allow the Lord to go from there. <clears throat> um, And he said, he who has ears to hear, verse 9, chapter 4 of Mark, the Amplified Bible, let him be hearing and let him consider and comprehend. So it's not just listening or having heard. He says, let him be hearing. There's this constant, uh, there's this constant present tense to this interaction uh, an encounter and experience with God. It, it's, easy, it's easy sometimes to you know, uh, let some space uh, in there from the last time that we were hearing. I tell you, even in my own Bible reading, I don't know if I'm like anybody else, but I know how I am, is that if I'm not careful, even when I'm reading the Bible, and just reading the Bible, that daily discipline early in the morning of reading the Bible, uh, that other thoughts will come in, and I will have read, but I wasn't hearing. I was hearing something else. I was hearing my own thoughts while I was interacting with, with God's thoughts. These are God's thoughts. They're recorded for us. His word is his thoughts towards us. Well, if we're not if we're not careful that busyness of the day or a problem that we may have, or you know, if you're like me sometimes you'll think, you know, you're reading you know, you're reading the Bible and you're think, Boy, those I know someone that really needs that. Well, I, have to be care- I have to be careful of that sometimes, you know, take- We just take too much on ourselves, don't we? The Lord reminds me constantly, says you know, son, you only get to choose for you. Amen. you know, yeah, we live in a world where, where other people's choices interact with our own. but you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, when you know that, though, that you only get to choose for you and that's where that's that's as far as the well that's as far as the fence will let you go you know unless other folks open up the gate you know don't take your wire cutters out don't get a bulldozer you know Sandy and I have learned through the years we you know you know we've knocked on a lot of doors but don't beat the door down if the door stays clo- if the door closes it's cuz you know God's got something different. God's got something better. Don't, don't insist on your own way, and beat the devil's bait is always to beat that door down. You know, and and you know there really isn't anything or anyone in this life that we should exalt into that position before God and His will and His way. The Bible says, one of my favorite portions of scriptures, is uh, trust. <laughs> In the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. But in all of your ways. Simply acknowledge God. And acknowledge him. God you're the director. You're the order of my steps. You're the doors. That close or open for me. You are the way for me. Amen. And I trust you. Praise the Lord. Everybody. Amen. Boy we could go home on that. When. When we acknowledge him in all of our ways, all of our ways, see, uh, the Bible says he'll direct our path. He'll make our path straight. You know, he knows, he knows what you need, what you want, what you can, uh, what's best for you. Amen? Boy, been a whole lot of Samson said, don't want that girl right there. That one. Get me that one. Are you listening? Anybody ever been there and it wasn't so much a girl, it was just, I want that. I want that. I want to do that. I want to have that. I want to, amen. I just don't want anything in my life that God doesn't want me to have. Praise the Lord. And I've learned that everything that God wants me to have, I have to live by faith. I have to trust Him. Amen. And I've learned the pretty little fruitful branches that I think are so wonderful sometimes and then he just trims them off and you know, and you're thinking, Well man, you know, I really like that. I wanted that. I didn't wanna, you know, uh but if it don't fit the shape of him conforming you to Jesus and his plan for your life, let it go. I said, Let it go. I'll say it one more time, let it go. Well, it's hard to let go of stuff that we want to hold on to, is <laughs> Amen. All right. Let's go down a little bit further here. Uh, let him be hearing and let him consider and comprehend. So, The, the type of hearing that he's looking for is that there is there's some thoughtfulness to it. We're engaged. There's, there, is, there is a mind, not just a spirit, But the mind is engaged. Amen. Now there is an understanding. Now listen. There is an understanding. The Bible says we have to understand some things by faith. They don't make sense to the natural mind. You have to take it by faith. When we choose to live by faith and we take things by faith, there's a different, there's a spiritual understanding in addition to a natural understanding. You ever had, had situations in your life where, uh, uh, you know, uh, in the natural, it just made all the sense in the world. But something on the inside. You know, a spiritual understanding came and say, that's not what it looks like. Have you ever had a situation in your life <clears throat> where it didn't make any sense whatsoever? It didn't make good sense at all in the natural. But on the inside, you thought, "Boy, that's God, and that's right, and that's good, and I'm gonna go for it." What do you say? Well, I guess we covered both sides of the coin right there, because there'll be times when you have when you're living on either side. See, But we understand by faith. <clears throat> this is important to let if we have ears to hear to be hearing in this and this is the way that he wants us here that there is a consideration and a and a comprehension i believe that we uh that we can seek god for and that and that he wants us to know wants us to understand god's hard to understand sometimes but he still wants to be understood isn't that something you know sometimes it's hard to know God the religious side runs off with that and runs in the ditch you know makes a grave out and say well you never know you know what God's going to do you know uh, there are some times when you really don't know what God's going to do but that's not all the time he wants you to know him and if he hides anything it's only for the purpose of making himself known amen hallelujah kind of like your parents hiding the bicycle they didn't want to give it to you before the right time. You know, the birthday, the Christmas day. But I mean, they had planned to give it to you. But until that, it was the way they wanted to present it. So are you listening? So it would be a joy, a blessing, a surprise. However, it would be a market thing. It wouldn't just be oh ho hum Amen. Amen. Well, God's that way. He, said, he, and he goes down further in this and says, "There isn't anything hidden that it wouldn't be that that it's not to be revealed, but it, it's the way that God wants to do it." And as soon as he was alone, remember, he's teaching here, and he and he, and he did the teaching. And uh, um, verse one of, there it says he began to teach. <clears throat> There are times when the Lord will begin a teaching in our life. Now, you know, we love preaching. Because most of it's inspiration. It's very inspiring. We are not so much, maybe it's because we have information overload, but... We don't. We like the inspiration. We'll take inspiration over information every day. Because information, man, it's kind of like you know, um, yeah. You got to make your own sausage from raising raising your own hog. I mean, going through the whole process. You know. I'd rather just go to McDonald's or wherever I don't think they serve hot dogs, but you know, send my sausage out in between the biscuit, I'm good. I feel inspired today <laughs> I just want it all want it right now. you know you see what I'm saying <clears throat> and inspiration is is good because we need those those bigger. Those bigger things. But life is broken down. How it's processed is it has to be broken down into bite-sized pieces. Amen. The livable stuff. All right. So he began to teach. And then uh, where we started verse number 9. He, he, did the, he did the teaching. And then he said, I, I, I wonder if anybody's listening to what I'm trying to teach them. That's not far-fetched for a teacher to actually... If the purpose of teaching is that people comprehend something, they catch something, and they're benefited from that. You know, our educational system, that's why we can't approach church in the same way. Our educational system is all you have to do is memorize enough to pass the test. You don't have to learn nothing. I'm moving right along here. Can anybody right now today honestly out of geometry tell me you know uh the uh the formula for you know uh, you might if you're a carpenter or whatever, but the formula for you know uh, uh figuring out the um the area of a circle and a triangle uh, and that kind of stuff like that I know you you know. about well <laughs> there you go, <laughs> see. Amen. Well, you know, I mean what was the general's name and the color of his uniform in the war of eighteen twelve, you know, at such and such a place. You know, I mean, seriously. There's a lot of stuff that it's a question on a test. If you memorized it, quote, you learned it. All right, But that's not the measurement that he's asking here. What he's saying, if, you're li- if you have ears to hear this, if you're- and what he's really saying, a heart to learn this, are you, are you getting what I'm trying to get to you? Amen? Well we'd be way ahead of the game if we didn't try to know everything. Because in the world of information we live in, we try to know everything. Know it all. And then say we know it versus, you know, I don't need to know everything. I just need to know what I need to know to be successful at living for God. Amen. And staying alive. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Everybody. Amen. Sometimes just living to fight another day. As soon as he was alone. Here's, here's the thing. You know, he, the teacher... Uh, as soon as he was alone, those who were around him with the 12 disciples began to ask him about the parables. Now, here's a real student is, is saying, you know, uh, if you really want to learn something, and you, and, you know, you remember the good teachers would say there's no stupid questions. There's no point sitting there pretending, you know, yeah, yeah, I got it. And it's like, I don't understand anything you just said. I mean, you wrote all that stuff across the board, and it don't make a lick of sense to me. And I really want to, I, I, you know, if you really want to know, if I just want to pass the test, you know, I mean, amen. So many people want to pass the, just pass the test. But it's a different type of learning, a different approach that we come, you know, to, the, to when Jesus is trying to teach us and train us. It's more life. It's more about practical life. Amen. I mean you honestly there's some stuff in here, you know, is not gonna do you uh a bit of good to know it. You quote scripture, Bible and verse, you know. If if you're if you're suffering defeat and destruction over here, what good is it to quote a thousand scriptures over here about all this and, and to know all that when this is what we really need to be successful? Amen if we'll understand that then you know pull on God when you come you don't want to just learn religious you know religious stuff you don't want to come and just be religious and just say you know go through a bible class for going through a bible class man I used to come uh, I just wanted to know God but boy how I learned and knew God was I was in trouble I had real problems I mean you know and I found out problems don't really go away. You know, the, there's there's a pressure in life that's always there, a constant pressure uh, in life. The the God is trying to press us into the mold of conformity to the image of His dear Son. Amen. I mean, God's hands on your life, and it, there's pressure there, and the potter's wheel spins round and round. And if you just dry it, he'll pour more water on you and press a little harder. Amen. Oh, yeah. And then there's the world's pressure. is trying to get you to, you know, conform to its image. Just be like us. Why you got to be so different? Are you listening? So there's pressure in life. <clears throat> If you're laying in the bed, there's going to be some form of pressure just to get you off your back and on your feet. All right? There's, a pr- there's, pr- there's pressure in poverty. There's pressure in prosperity. There's pressure in uh, health, to keep well. Amen. It's not so much when you're 20, but when you're 60, trust me, to keep well. It's a little different approach, yes. amen, F- spiritually and naturally. It, it just, you know, uh, th- so there's going to be pressure where those things are concerned yes. in life, amen. You, you're never going le- le- <laughs> to lead and live a trouble-free, problem-free life. That's the grave. Are you listening? Amen long as we're alive, we're, we're going to have problems. Now, you get to choose which side. You know, I'd rather have the pressure of prosperity and health. Amen. And, and keeping mama happy. Trust me, it's a lot easier to keep her happy than it was to make her happy. Amen. Now, obviously, you know, I mean, if she was real unhappy, she wouldn't hang around that long. I'm just talking to myself, but it's all right. <clears throat> all right, but what it takes to get there is what it takes to stay there. You you never you know where you, you you just can't coast and you know the only place you can coast is back down the hill. Are you listening? Amen. <clears throat> So they begin to ask him about the parables or about his teaching, about what it was that he was trying to get across to them. You know, that's a wonderful prayer to pray on a daily basis sometimes. It's like, you know, Lord, I just have this sense, you know, uh, uh, that, uh, uh, you know that, you're, that you're trying to get something across to me here. I mean, if you're listening to God, he, he'll start a teaching in your life. He'll start a teaching. He'll begin to teach. Whether we're ready to learn the lesson or not. There were people he was talking to. Some of them heard it and didn't, it never dawned on them. There were other people that said, I want to know more. That, that, that's, that's satisfying a certain degree of my questions, but I have even more questions. All that did was ignite more the want to know more uh, in my life amen anybody with me where that is concerned all right and he said to them to you has been entrusted the mystery of the kingdom of God now that's just a tremendous statement right there the mystery of the kingdom of God after all these years are still aspects of the kingdom that is a mystery to me amen it really is I don't know why a person could be this large and have to fit in that small of a desk all these years. (laughs) Anybody ever feel like that? Has anybody ever had to repeat? You know what repeat is? Hmm? Are you listening? But why? Because some fundamental things. It's always in the fundamentals. That's what he's laying out here in this. He said to them, Now listen, it, it, God has entrusted to you the mystery of the kingdom of God. That is the secret counsels of God, which are hidden from the ungodly, but for those outside of our circle, everything becomes a parable. Now listen. Uh, how did they get in that circle? They chose to be in that circle. They chose to follow. They chose to be there listening that day. There were other people that chose to be there, but they didn't choose to learn it. They didn't really want to know it. It was something to do or, you know, they brought a religious situation to it, a religious mindset. Uh, but he said, to you has been given. Now think about that. You know, this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden where God entrusted man with everything absolutely everything. I mean, what He has placed within you, the possibility, the potential, the power that God, the authority that God has placed within you, it's been entrusted to you, listen, to know the mystery. But you can't know the mystery. If you don't know, it's still a mystery, but He wants you to know. Isn't that right? You've been entrusted uh, with the myth, To you it has been entrusted the mystery of the kingdom of God, that is the secret counsels of God which are hidden from the ungodly, but it's been given to you. Now, verse number uh, 13, we'll skip down there because uh, he talked about, you know, uh, uh, he, verse number 12, just don't be that person. You do that for your homework, but don't be that guy. Don't be that girl, Amen. <coughs> Verse number uh, 13, he said to them, do you not discern and understand this parable? How then is it possible for you to discern and understand all the parables? So he's giving a fundamental teaching about the kingdom of God. What What we're entering into, three very important things. Number one, the kingdom. This was Jesus' message was the kingdom of God. This is what we're involved in is the kingdom of God. Most people just say it's the church. The church is not the kingdom. The church is the centerpiece of the kingdom. All right. It's it's through who the king the kingdom comes through the church, but to say that the church is the kingdom is a fallacy. That's an error. That's not correct. The kingdom of God is God's rule and God's reign. I know a lot of the church that's not under any kind of rule and reign of God at all. So you couldn't say you know I mean you you, you really couldn't Say that, that that in its stand alone is the kingdom. Yet most people think that those are, that those are the same thing. And they're not. They're not. Amen. One is, one is the Bible says the kingdom of God is over all. Now we don't see the church over all. It's been given to the church to be over all. To bring the kingdom over all. Amen? To bring God's rule and authority over all the earth. That was original intent and backed up or changed his mind where that's concerned. Yet it remains a mystery. Well, how do you do that? How does that happen? Amen? Well, first of all, we need to understand that he's talking about the kingdom. The first and primary thing, he goes, the kingdom of God is like this. All right. The, the purpose that that he's projecting here he's saying i need you to grab a hold of what i'm trying to big picture i'm trying to give you is the kingdom of god now y'all are doing church but we want to talk about it's bigger than that it's bigger than just this religiosity that we have in these meetings and these rules and regulations and then and then and then now he goes it's the kingdom of god and that is was jesus message he said, "Now you now repent, change your mind. The kingdom is here. It's now. It's at hand." Well, he introduced something totally new. Those were not bad people. They wanted to serve God. They, they thought they were serving God, but they're missing it by a million miles. And and they got so upset with him because he because he started out, you know. I mean, he just said, "What you what, what you know? What you've given your whole life to ain't it?" It just ain't it. Well, I guess we'd be upset. You'd be upset too if, you know, you thought you were right and somebody comes in and says, no, it's all wrong. All of it's all wrong. It's just all wrong. (laughs) Are you listening? But there's a difference between self-righteousness, which is religious. Religion exercises itself in self-righteousness, which is an attempt to be good enough, do good enough. Are you listening? To earn it. For God, I've made way more. You know, I have swung and missed a whole lot more than I hit anything. The first base, second base, or even home run. You know, when you're batting 400, you're striking out 600. <clears throat> Here's the litmus test of if you're trying to earn it. That when you when you don't get it... Are you listening? You feel very justified that you know that you should have had it. You deserved it. You ever hear the credit card companies? Oh, you deserve this. You ever hear the new car people? You deserve this. Are you listening? Because there's now listen. There, there is that, that sense of entitlement of what we deserve. Amen. The world all the time say you earned it. You should. You earned it. You know? In the kingdom, we don't earn anything. It's a gift. Amen. The righteousness that we have with God, the right standing with God, pure gift. We didn't deserve any of that. You know, to live humbly for, for God and take the grace is realize it's undeserved favor. We want the favor of God. I I, I believe, for, uh, you know, and I believe in the favor of God, the blessing of God, but realize that it's totally undeserved. What I what I really deserved, and even to this day, I mean, deserve. You know, even, that, you know, I mean, we're living in stuff that, you know, I mean, we didn't deserve that. That's right. That's right. For God to be so good and so great and so kind and gracious to us, wouldn't it? You know, what good do we have to offer? God, I've made way more. You know, I have swung and missed a whole lot more than I hit anything, the first base, second base, or even home run. You know, when you're batting 400, you're striking out 600. And we call that good. You know what I'm saying to this, amen. But be careful about that. You know, you're, you're going to get set up to be off-ended, Whenever you get offended, you're off, ended. The devil's getting you off the ended that God had planned for you. Oldest trick in the books. Taking offense. Offense. Offended. I'm offended. Well, it's subtle, but it's like, you know, get us down into the, the thought process that, you know, And I I really deserve that. Amen? Well, we deserve something other than grace, but we got grace. We deserve something. You know, I remember reading after Paul, and he said, you know, he said, man, we screwed this thing up so bad. He goes, it's a wonder God didn't pile us up, you know, torch the whole pile and have it over with. With all of us. But he's not that way. Amen. He's not that way. And listen, if he's not that way, then I, Whoa oh, I'm going to lean real hard on the grace and mercy of God. Amen. I'm I'm going to learn real hard uh, on that. How about you? He wants us. He said, "How then is it possible for you to discern and understand all the parables?" He's talking about the kingdom. And he's breaking that down. Now, teaching breaks things down. The kingdom of God. And he's talking about seed. Seed. And he's talking about soil. The kingdom. These are three basic fundamental things that need to strike our thinking. And we need to look a, little, a lot deeper into this. Because it's foundational to all other understanding. And Jesus said this. I don't believe he's lying to him if Jesus placed that much importance on it, reckon it must be important. Can you and I honestly, uh, you know, no matter what the, you know, how much time we've spent with God and all that kind of stuff, uh, can we honestly say, in having heard this, that we have, that we've reached the fullness of comprehension that God wants us to have. Now, now, we can make progress in that, but remember, he said this would be the measurement. There'll be some, some fruitful results here of 30, 60, and 100-fold. And those are, those are you know, some, you know, uh, uh, 100-fold is always the, uh, the maximum measure. I can't honestly say in my life that, that I, I, I don't believe that I've experienced or are experiencing even now. I think that, you know, uh, the fullness that God has uh, for me, where under knowings or understandings or, you know, uh, a blessing and, and prosperity, all of those types of things. Um, I, I believe that whatever measure I have placed in front of Him, you know, I have experienced fullness and overflow in that dimension. But I found out, boy, I'll tell you what, it, it, you know, uh, it, there are styrofoam cups, there's five-gallon buckets, there's 55gallon drums. I mean, they make some stock tanks that'll hold a thousand gallons. And that's nothing compared to old tanker truck thousands and thousands of gallons and you can put a whole bunch of them boogers you know on an uh, old oil freighter yeah. amen and that oil freighter and sink to the bottom of the sea and who can measure the number of gallons in the sea just one There's seven of them and if that ain't enough God's probably got a whole bunch more measurements you see what I'm saying and, and you and I have the capacity and the capability of this sets forth uh, and the potential of increase this, this kingdom is a kingdom that is advancing and increasing of the increase of his government there shall be no end now that's a powerful thought right there when the earth ends, that's not the end of God's government. All we've been let in on is that there's a new heaven and a new earth. Amen. But man, there's there's just, you know, I mean, who knows what's out beyond that. Oh, I know, I'll tell you. I watched Star Trek and I think that, well, you know, I think there's life out there. Well, God's out there somewhere. You know, planet called heaven. So, you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> and he goes down through here. We're going to start with this as we're getting closer. But the kingdom, the seed, the soil are foundational understandings of how we do life in the kingdom. How you live kingdom life. Because when you're in the kingdom now, it's a whole different. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of light. We do life different. Now, John said this. He goes, if you look at folks, he goes, and if they're saying one thing with their mouth and doing something different with their life, he goes, don't believe what they're doing with their mouth. Believe what they're doing with their life. That's what he said over in John well, that John, he's just an old son of thunder anyhow. Wanted to burn them folks up. Yeah, but after Jesus got done with him, he's the apostle of love. And the apostle of love wrote, don't believe what to say, believe what to do. Because if they're they're of us, he goes, they're going to look like us. Amen. Are you listening? Going to look like Jesus. Going to look like uh, children of the light. Going to walk in the light. Stay in the light as he is in the light. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, But there's just something about, you know, uh, this committed, loyal love that... but I also like to remind myself of how faithful God is. and Why would I want, you know, there have been a time or two when the devil's tried to trick me. But I'm going to tell you what now, you know, there's, where else am I going to go? God's a good God. Amen. I think I'll stay with him. <laughs> Even if he's begin, you know, uh, uh, begin to teach. Try to teach a old dog some new tricks. Now that'll that'll that's really something. Cause the old dog just thinks he's good enough. See, you know, just leave me lay by. Jesus said that to his disciples. He said, "You just lay in there." He said, like an old dog sleeping by the fire. That flesh. Now get up. We got things to do. People to see. Places to go. Amen. The seed, the word of God. Everybody say the word. word. Sower sows the seed. That that seed is the word of God. This word has put everything that you see. Uh, it's it is the it is what grew out of the seed of God's words. Amen. And you and I have been privileged to work with those words. All right. I'm going to end with one scripture. I've got eight minutes here, but I just want to introduce you to this. Uh, the seed and the soil—all uh, of this uh, uh, encompasses God and our dealings with Him and His dealings with us, because we're kingdom people, right? right? We're kingdom people. It, it changes our prayers of trying to get folks to come to church. Jesus said, "Declare this: Your kingdom come, Your will be done." And begin to praise God that His kingdom is coming in people's life, His authority, His. You're you're licensing him to exercise his ability. You're giving him the authority with it when you say, "Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done in their life." You are you're laying hold of them. You're laying the kingdom over top of them. That's all God needs to work. It's perfect prayer. Jesus said, "You want to learn how to pray?" They said, "Teach us how to pray." He said, "Just pray this." He said, "He said, do it out of a praise of uh, 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 a praising heart to your heavenly Father, but say, Lord, Your kingdom come, Your will be done." The message Bible says, "As above, so below." Boy, I like that. Amen. Well, what's above? God loves them. God want God wants them close to Him, and God can, boy, God can be there when you can't. God will be places that you. That, amen. amen. All right, All right, um, I'm going to read out of the uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3 and introduce us to this aspect as well. Because see, we can stand here in the shed and say, well, it's about the kingdom, it's about the seed, and it's about the soil. But we also got to understand, uh, our understanding has to go beyond that because we're just looking at a little... Uh, uh, A little part, a major part, you know, but it's what all this other stuff is for. It says this, uh, verse number 5. What then is Apollos, and he was a teacher. Paul was a a, a preacher teacher. What is Paul, ministering servants, not heads of, of parties, through whom you believed, even as the Lord appointed to each his task. I planted, Apollos watered but God all the while was making it grow and he gave the increase now what now what was he planting the word who was he planted it in the soil of people's lives can you see this all right he said so uh neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters but only God who makes it grow and become greater see see It grows and becomes greater. He who plants and he who waters are equal role, one in aim of the same importance and esteem. Yet each shall receive his own reward, his wages according to his own labor. Now listen. For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. Now here's another religious fallacy that somehow this all falls on God to do. Well, here's a pattern of the kingdom right here. He said, now listen. He said, God is the one that makes the seed grow, but you and I are the ones that sow the seed. And he said, "Where?" And he you've got to find good ground to sow it. First be good ground, and then you'll recognize good ground in other folk. Amen. You'll also recognize ground that's not so good. Folk that won't do anything with what's given to them, you know, that they, you know, We, God's looking for fruit. He told these boys, those religious folks, he said, I'm going to tell you what now. He said, to, he told them another parable. They knew, they got infuriated because they knew he was talking uh, to them. He said, I'll tell you what God's going to do. He says, result of all this stuff, this murder and killing all this other kind of stuff. He said, I know you hate me, but here's what's going to happen. He goes, the, he goes, the master's going to take, he goes, going to take this vineyard from you And give it to those who will produce the fruits of it. Of what? The kingdom. All right, now listen, listen to this. It says, uh, We are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. It's God we're working with. So if you don't show up to work, if if you're too tired, tell the boss. Just tell the one you're working with and for. See, it's not just a church you belong to, or you know, or, or you're accountable to this. You know, Paul said this. Who are we? We're fellow workers. We're, just we're, we're in this in the same way. He goes, now we're going to receive a reward for what we've been assigned to do. He said, but you need to understand we're working with and for God. Now listen, it goes further. It gets better. Everybody say, it gets better. Because yeah. you're going to need the better on your way home. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and then we'll be done. You are God's garden and vineyard and field. Under cultivation. One translation says, "You're God's farm." Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just a little flower pot for Jesus. Oh, you're bigger than that now. That might be the only measure you're given right now, and all you got time for. But God's got, you know, He'll take that little old flower pot and stick it in the middle of a field before He's done. It won't just. You're God's garden. You're God's field. You're God's farm under cultivation. You are. You are. You are God's. Listen it says you're God's building. See God's building the church to express the kingdom. You're you're what God is doing. Amen. And here's how he's doing it. He's seeding you. He's cultivating you. And seeding you. And increasing you so that so that what he does in and then through you becomes greater than just you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.